heads up, got a little ears alert. There's some adult language in this episode. So do what you will with that information. This is MindSpeak. Everything you thought you knew about health is about to be turned on its head. I'm Holly Higgins, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and I'm here to show you how your mind can heal your body, your body can heal your mind, and no matter what you've been told, you are in the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. Hello. I'm so excited about today's episode. We have Lauren Geertsen on the podcast, and Lauren is going to be sharing about her experience with RTT hypnotherapy. She had a session with me recently, and she agreed to come on and spill the beans about how it went. So that's what we're doing today. But before we dive in, I want to give a little bit of context. If you've listened to previous episodes, this might not be new to you, but for those of you who don't know what RTT hypnotherapy is, it stands for Rapid Transformational Hypnotherapy. It's a modality I was certified in somewhat recently, and it is completely changing the game in my practice. It's changing how I work with people. And I'm absolutely obsessed with it, both on a personal level because it's helped me achieve some incredible breakthroughs, but yeah, the personal level and then also the professional level, like how I am able to assist my clients in such a deeper way now, um, I'm absolutely obsessed. And the reason I got into RTT and hypnotherapy in the first place is I kept hearing from my clients over and over and over, I know exactly what to do but I can't seem to do it. And no amount of accountability or information or support or anything was really making a difference. And so I knew that the challenges lied on a deeper level and there was deeper work to do. And this led me really, really deep into research around the subconscious mind and why we develop patterns and habits and why we have a hard time breaking those patterns and habits. And After about a year or so of really intense research, I stumbled across the work of Marissa Peer. Marissa is the founder of RTT, and I just had this gut knowing that I was supposed to do this. And so I did the training this year, and I've worked with several clients at this point. And like I said, I'm just absolutely obsessed with this modality. Essentially, what it allows you to do is you go into a very gentle state of hypnosis, and you access the subconscious root cause reason for why you are struggling with the thing that you're struggling with. And very often on a subconscious level, the reason we're struggling is very different than what we think it is on a conscious level. So it's very, very useful in uncovering your blocks, developing a new understanding around them and transforming them. So it's not only about understanding why you have a certain pattern or habit or tendency, but it's also doing work to consciously heal and rewrite that story. And there's a lot of tools that we use to do that in session, and I'm not going to go over all of them here um, because I want to get into Lauren's story. But the one of the most important things we do is we create a custom 
recording for you to listen to for at least 21 days around your specific issue. And some of the breakthroughs that I have seen people make are just phenomenal. I'm totally, totally geeked out about it. Can you tell? One other thing I wanted to quickly mention is that when you hear Lauren talk about her experience, um, several times she describes it as a spiritual experience or she had spiritual learnings come through. And that's not because RTT is an inherently spiritual process. You don't have to be spiritual or religious or anything to experience RTT. Although many of my clients are spiritual and many of my clients are religious, And I always, always, always work with the client to infuse their beliefs into the session. Because if you are spiritual or you are religious, that really influences and can facilitate your healing. But the process of RTT is not inherently spiritual. So if you're not spiritual and you're like, well, this RTT thing sounds very spiritual and I don't know if that's my cup of tea. If you're a spiritual person, it's probably going to have a spiritual flavor to it. Just like, this is such a terrible analogy. I don't know why this is coming to me. But if you're really, really into like NASCAR or wrestling and you go to the grocery store and you see somebody with a jersey of like your favorite NASCAR driver, you're going to be like, dude, I love that NASCAR driver. So cool. But if you don't like NASCAR, you're not even going to notice his jersey. Okay. See, Enough with the terrible analogies. We need to get to the show. (laughs) Let's do it. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a very special guest here, my friend, my colleague, Lauren Geertsen. Some of you may know and love her already, and if you don't already know and love her, you're about to. And she is here today to talk about her experience with RTT. She had an RTT session with me, and she's going to tell you all about it, all about how it went for her all about the shifts that she's noticed. And I'm just so grateful to her for opening up in this way. So I can't wait to dive in. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Holly. I am so excited to chat with you about this. Yay. And and once again, I'm just so honored that you're opening yourself up in this way so that people can learn more about this modality and the experience uh, that you've had because a lot of people don't know what it is. And I'm just really, really grateful. But Lauren, for for people who might not know you, can you take just a minute and tell us a little bit about yourself? For sure. Yeah, I am an intuitive eating and body confidence coach. And I started out as a nutritionist. Um, So some people may know me through my website, Empowered Sustenance. And I've been blogging there for about seven years. And I started that because I had a really extreme autoimmune disease that I healed through nutrition. And that led me to realize that our relationship with food is almost always deeper than the food. And since then, I've transitioned from nutrition consulting into doing intuitive eating consulting as well. That's awesome. Yeah, we've, I've talked about that on the podcast several times. Like it, it is about the food, but it's when you really get into it, it's not about the food. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It goes so much deeper. So you're, you're just doing some amazing work now and I can't wait to see, you know, everything. Well, you're already doing amazing work, but I know like even bigger things are coming and just to, to watch it unfold is going to be incredible. And just to see your journey and how it's evolved already, because that was initially how we connected is actually when I was struggling with my health 
several, several years ago, your blog, Empowered Sustenance, was one of the first that I found and was that beacon of light that I needed when I was in that place. So you just do incredible work. I just love you so much. Oh, I feel the same, Holly. And I know our paths were meant to cross. I'm so grateful to um, to have the opportunity to know you and to work with you through RTT. Like, it's been profound. Oh, Thank you so much. Um, Lauren and I could just make this a giant love fest if we wanted to. <laughs> we totally could. <laughs> Maybe. You want to listen to us hug each other verbally for an hour? <laughs> oh, we could totally do that. But I really want to dive in and learn more about your experience with RTT. And I know there were some interesting synchronicities around the timing of you know me getting my certification and and you kind of reaching out about a session. So Lauren what made you decide to have an RTT session and what struggles or maybe roadblocks were, were coming up for you that you wanted help resolving with RTT? Yeah, it was the strangest synchronicity that led me to reach out to you about this because, so like, I've had a tough couple months of transition. And I mean, I was just fully on board. I felt this coming around the corner of my life. And I was just like, oh boy, here we go. And so a couple months ago, I was just in the depths of it. And I was like, okay, I need some help. I think hypnotherapy would be good. And when I was in Seattle last year, um, I had a great hypnotherapist I worked with there. But now I'm in Phoenix, so I was in a new area. And I was, I was talking to my Rolfing practitioner, it's a type of body work. And she was like, I told her, I could use a hypnotherapist. Do you have any recommendations? And she's like, well, I share my building with somebody who does RTT. And I had not heard of this before. So I went and looked up RTT. And then I don't know how it happened. But like three days later, I was chatting with you on the phone. And I mentioned this. And you were like, I just got certified in that. That's right. Or it was, you know, I think it may have been on Facebook Messenger because you invited me. I think you invited me to be a member in your group. And I was like, sure. Yeah, I'd love to be a member of your group. And then we were just catching up. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm getting certified. And you were like, no way. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was so strange. I was like, I saw that and I was like, yeah, that was meant to be. We used to talk about this. Right. Like, hello, universe. I'm hearing the messages loud and clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so the reason that I felt like I really needed some subconscious mindset shifts was uh, I was coming up against imposter syndrome. And Mm. I hadn't really experienced that before in my life, at least to this degree. Or like, maybe I hadn't experienced it before because I just ran away from the circumstances that would bring it up, (laughs) you know? So convenient. Oh, every time I just run away, this, this works well. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's not in me. Um, and it was really interesting because I have known myself as a very confident person and the feedback I get from other people in my life is like, Oh, you're such a confident person or like, Oh, I would not have expected that from you. But it was just, I think it was because for the first time I really ran headfirst into an area of growth that I needed. Um, but yeah, it did bring up some, uh, some, some deeper fears in this imposter syndrome of who am I to offer this healing or to go to this next step in my work. Mm. And I love that you're being so open and sharing this because, you know, people, I've, I've worked through a lot of imposter syndrome myself and, and being vocal about that, people have said similar things to me. Oh, like 
no way that you deal with this. Like you look like you have it all together. And I'm like, oh no, no, no. And so I love that you're sharing that just, just because imposter syndrome, I think is, is universal and we especially all deal for through women. it. Yes. Especially for women, we are hyper conditioned into it. And men just have this uh, social conditioning that is slightly different where um, I think they have a leg up in terms of how they're conditioned. Yeah, because this conditioning starts at a very young age and um, not that there's no men who experience imposter syndrome Absolutely. by any means, yeah. but um, you know, if, if you're talking about brain development, personality development, those things, a lot of it happens at the ages of zero to seven and you know, throughout our adolescence and men are just kind of set up generally for a little bit more self-trust and self-confidence. Again, generalization, but you, you bring up a really good point, which is just like, especially as women, it's something we tend to struggle with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Lauren, you had experienced hypnotherapy before and you're just like me and that you have tried every holistic rabbit hole thing under the sun. Um, so I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you have any jitters or concerns about the process of RTT? Mm, no, um, but that was one because like you mentioned, I had done so many modalities and um, I have really clear discernment around who I work with. That's a huge part of it. Like if you're going to, uh, oh, I know you might, you might talk about this, but like we don't give up our control necessarily in hypnotherapy, but there is some degree where trust is really needed with the practitioner. I think the degree of success of hypnotherapy partly relies on how much you're willing to open up your subconscious. And if there's any aspect of um, your energy or your body that doesn't feel safe around that person, it's not going to be the most effective experience. I would totally agree with that, you know, and whew, you and I could do a whole other episode on this, but just because someone is in the modality of healing does not mean that they're necessarily a safe and trustworthy person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I know that one. <laughs> yes, you and I both know that one very, very well. Um, so, so you speak to this thing of like needing to feel safe and comfortable with who you work with and, you know, you have, um, you know, experienced a lot of modalities. You've even experienced a, a slightly different type of hypnotherapy. Um, it wasn't RTT, but a different type of hypnotherapy, right? Yeah. And Holly, I want to say that one of the pieces that took away any like hesitation or jitters, like I just had such a big intuitive hit of I needed to work with you around this. And it was uh, because you see my potential. I don't know what it is about you, but there are very few people in my life um, who I feel play that role. And I'm so grateful that you do because, um, especially with the you know, recording you provided to me, I just knew that you were speaking to exactly the person that I see myself capable of becoming. And, um, like, so that was huge knowing that because we, we were friends before. So I knew that you held that vision for me and you were going to like speak that into my life. Oh, absolutely. And I've, I've always seen you that way. And I think if I, if I, if I have a superpower at all, it's, I can see past people's stories and I can see into who they really are. And I've, 
ever since I've known you, I've only seen like the biggest, most incredible things for you. Thank you. Thank yeah. You so much. Yeah. But let's say, let's say somebody's new to all this and it's very, very common for people to have jitters around the idea of hypnosis because especially in, in American culture, we think of stage hypnosis or we think of the oh, twilight right. zone or you're going to lose control and go to this scary place, which all, all of that is, you know, myth and cultural legend and blah, blah, blah. And it's not true, but it makes sense that people do have jitters around the process, but could you speak to anything around your experience that might, you know, if somebody had jitters about this might help alleviate their concerns? Yeah. Well, I think the most interesting thing for me when I first did hypnotherapy was I had only saw a scene stage hypnosis and it was like people doing ridiculous, stupid things, making a fool of themselves. Um, and that didn't sound appealing to me, uh, <laughs> but what surprised me about being hypnotized was that I was fully conscious throughout it. Like I knew what the practitioner was saying. I was like, I was in a deeply relaxed state, but I would consider myself awake. And, um, yeah, there was still an element of choice that was there. Uh, so, and I'm a friggin' control freak. I mean, that is my biggest growth piece in my own life is shifting from control to trust. So, uh, um, you know, I, even with that aspect of me felt extremely comfortable with hypnosis. It's been a uh, gift in my life. Oh, that's awesome. And, and I have so many people say those exact words to me. I'm a control freak and I don't know if I'll be able to let go. Um, so, I'm really glad that you spoke to that point. And it's, it's the most interesting thing because before I ever had hypnosis, I thought, oh, I'm going to go into like this deep trance and I'm not going to remember anything. And what if I don't wake up? And you really are, you're conscious and present and aware the whole time, but you're at, you're at this relaxed stage where you're able to access parts of your mind that you aren't able to access otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when we were preparing for your session, so before I do an actual session with somebody, I always do a really thorough um, intake call with them, part, partly just to establish rapport and like help make the person comfortable, but also because I'm gathering a lot of information that I need to make the session successful. And I remember when we were preparing you for this session around that imposter syndrome that you were experiencing, you had a lot of ideas on the conscious level about why you were struggling with your issue. I remember you saying, oh, you know, I'm trying to figure this out and I think it could be this thing or this experience that I had. And then when we actually got into the session, what ended up coming up for you, from my perspective anyway, was very different than what you thought it was going to be on a conscious level. And I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how that was for you and and if you were surprised or just the experience of that totally i actually don't remember what i consciously thought the issues were about now before the regression therapy because now my memory is just like now my understanding of the problem is just um the insight that i gained from yeah. the the work and it was so interesting like i i had never had um, I've done different types of hypnosis. I did a past life regression hypnosis, a, a full like 12 weeks of that. And I've done other styles of hypnosis, but this was really unique. I went back into 
for lack of a better term, like spiritual memories from my childhood that I think um, were not available to me as I grew up and my mind became more and more culturally conditioned. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm happy to share a couple of those because they, I mean, it was, it really did tie into what I was feeling. Like we went back to experiences that matched the feeling that I was having in the present moment. Um, yes. It was so informative. That's what RTT, what we're always doing is taking you back to the earliest experience where you generated the core feeling or the core belief that's driving the feeling that you're living with today. And so if you're open to it, I would love for you to share a couple of the things that you went back to and the beliefs that you were able to identify if you're comfortable with it. Totally. Yeah. Um, so like the first one, I... I think I said I was like about six and I found myself in the space in nature and I was surrounded by trees and grass and I had a feeling of awe at first, but then it was underscored by this deep sense of smallness. And I was looking around thinking, oh my gosh, I've come to earth with such a big mission. And like, you know, we've talked about it. I, I know I have a very clear sense of my mission. Um, yeah. um, so I was in this space thinking, I am nothing compared to these trees. They are so much older than me, so much wiser. How do I have anything to give compared to the wisdom that is around me? And, uh, and that was an experience that I was having in my recent life, which was just like, oh my gosh, there's so much. Um, I'm in touch with the wisdom that is all around me, but I feel kind of small and insignificant in terms of what I have to give. Uh, and um, should I talk about how we resolved the, cause then we went back and we resolved those, those memories and beliefs within the therapy. Yeah. If you're comfortable with it, but that was, I mean, you went back to several scenes um, and they were all really profound, but that very first one, I have to say it threw me for a loop at first because you were like, I'm in this forest and I'm so happy and I'm so joyful. And I was like, Hmm, interesting. But yeah. then you sat there for a minute and then it was like, Oh my goodness. I essentially I'm paraphrasing here, but like, I don't feel adequate compared to the wisdom that is all around me. Like, what do I have to offer? What, what I can started, I do? I started crying uncontrollably too. Like it, it, I was feeling whatever experience was happening to me. And it was, I mean, I, tears were coming up that I had held for a long time around that. Yeah, it was, it was so beautiful and it was, it was so profound. Um, but, but yeah, if you'd like to speak to, to anything that happened in your session, you know, anything you're comfortable sharing. Yeah. Well, um, healing that memory was beautiful because um, <clears throat> we replaced it with some different beliefs. And I'm kind of, my, my memory is kind of sketchy about like the order that we, we went back and addressed the things. But I remember you telling me like, well, now that wisdom is coming through me. Like I am not, um, not responsible for coming into the earth with that wisdom and like telling my subconscious, I have access to that wisdom coming through me through writing and through my company floral song where I make these flower essences, which was a crazy realization of I am actually channeling the wisdom of nature in yes. my work. Like 
I was going to swear in terms of like my shock. Oh, you can, you can swear. You can totally swear. It's fine. I love swearing. Okay. I was like, holy fuck. Holy motherfucker. (laughs) That was insane for me to realize um, that I had actually kind of healed that trauma in my own life. I just hadn't realized it. And so I was still living with that sense of inadequacy, even though I had evidence in my life to prove otherwise. Right. It was still, you were still holding on to that root belief that you'd formed of, of kind of like, well, who am I to be doing all of this? Yeah. And we just like let that go. It was beautiful. Um, and then the second memory was also amazing in terms of, um, it going back to this very spiritual experience at a young age. And I, the setting for this memory, I don't know how old I was. I was a young baby and I was in my little bassinet looking up at the ceiling and I had the feeling of paralysis and fear that I had been coming up against in the next phase of my work in my present life. Um, Uh, So it matched again. It matched again. It matched the moment. There was a moment um, recently where I was curled up in the fetal position on the floor of my office and I was just praying like I don't know what to do next. I feel helpless. Mm. Um, but I know my mission. Uh, and, um, and in this memory, I had that exact same experience. I was this little baby looking up at the ceiling and, um, I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to do what I came here to do? Everything is solid and slow and I'm supposed to be moving big things and doing things. I don't know how to work down here. Like I did not <laughs> sign up for this. <laughs> Like, um, so that was, that was another interesting formative experience that I got in touch with. Yeah. And, and I have to ask you real quick, did you remember any of these things on a conscious level? Like, like, were they memories you could have accessed just like if I was talking to you about your life? Mm, It's hard to say. Like I've had, I've consciously remembered through some other work, like when it was in my life that I lost touch with um, like the angelic realm Um, and like had lost access to um, different things that I sensed as a very, very young child. But I don't think that those, I don't think those would have come back consciously. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting when we can act, what we can access in a state of hypnosis. Um, Mm. It just allows more things to come through and also not just more things to come through, but also for that meaning and that wisdom to come through because it's not necessarily about the scenes that you remember per se. It's more about, okay, what did you make that mean at that point in your life? What was the belief that was formed when you were having this experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm also remembering how we did some healing. There was where um, I got in touch with my inner child and told her what she needed to hear. And yeah. then um, there was that other part where you have me t- um, talk to a part of myself and and I, I just remember having a, a sense of like this beautiful shining armor, um, like manifesting on my body. And I feel like I took that out of the session into my life. Um, the sense of like protection and um, 
in, in shining and showing up in my life. Yeah, I think the part that you were speaking to is um, one of my personal favorite things that I do with RTT, and it's it's a tool called RFPI, Role, Function, Purpose, Intention. And so we we went back to the part of you that created the imposter syndrome, and I think um, you told me, if I'm remembering correctly, you told me it was there to protect you, mm-hmm. um, you know, to to keep you from quote unquote going too far, you know, to kind of hold you back so that you could stay safe. But then in dialoguing with that part, it's like, do we really need that part anymore? And so I think if I'm remembering correctly, you were able to transform that part of you to where it could still keep you safe and it could still keep you protected, but in this beautiful way of like shining magnificent armor, not in this way of like, well, I need to shrink or hide. Yes, that's what, that, that was it. It was that, but I just, I have such a clear memory of that armor and I have a sense of that still with me. Mm. Like it's beautiful. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, Anything else that, that you're remembering from the session that you want to share? Yes, because this has been so interesting. I've had more memories around the third issue we worked on in the session pop up since doing the work with you. That's pretty common. And I can't wait to hear what's come up for you. Okay. So the last memory that we regressed to was when I was playing, I was playing soccer when I was little and I just like wanted to run across the soccer field, just like, just express myself, show how joyful I was. Um, but, and I was older in this memory, um, uh, like what, 11, 12, um, but there was this shame in me that I shouldn't look so happy or I shouldn't visibly enjoy myself and be that free because the other girls would, would judge me or I had to be small. And, and it was also interesting because we regressed to a second memory when I was younger um, from that scene. Um, and that was an aspect that I did not expect, I did not see coming in terms of influencing the imposter syndrome. Um, And I remember the core belief. You, if you don't want to share the details of what happened in that one, it's fine. But do you remember the core belief that you took away? Um, Yeah, it was about like, I, it wasn't safe to have pleasure or enjoy myself. Yes. So that happened in the soccer field. It's not safe for me to you know, be wild and free and enjoy myself. It happened in this other scene. You took away the belief. It's not safe for me to have pleasure. So, so what's been unfolding for you around this? I remembered, um, when I started dancing when I was a a little bit later, um, in terms of ballet life, like (laughs) when you're supposed to start doing ballet, but when I did start doing it as a young teen, I loved it. And it was just like, I was a natural at it. And, um, and I remember starting to do the recitals and it felt really awesome for me to be on the stage performing. And I remembered, um, when I was in my, my senior year in high school, I got the lead role and this was so interesting to think back on something clicked when I was, when I had permission to go up on a stage and to just radiate myself and be that big. I loved it, but it was safe because somebody was giving me permission. 
and I could Ooh. show how much I was enjoying dancing um, and enjoying this freedom in myself and expressing myself. But it was because it was like permission and the safe container. And I hadn't been able to get there in my life without somebody giving me that permission. Oh, and the oh. other piece was this. I had a mask. So I was a character. I wasn't Lauren. Yes. So that was another level of safety, of being big and expressive. Yes. Oh, Isn't my goodness. So it was like, oh, the safety or the, the mask and the permission um, was providing me an outlet, but I want to get there in my life, give myself my own permission and do it without the mask. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Because I, th I think this happens for so many of us, you know, we can, we can, you know, step into things that we want to step into, do what we want to do. But like, if someone tells me it's okay, and if I do it in this certain way where I'm sure that I'm not going to offend anybody. Totally that. Totally that. Yep. Yeah. And this oh, the piece around not offending anybody. That one's, <laughs> that one makes sense. Yeah. Well, I was just speaking that as like my own words, but I think that's also kind of a universal thing that a lot of us can relate to. Mm -hmm. Just like let, you know, you know, I'll, I'll mostly be myself, but, but let me wear this thin little veneer. Let me wear this little mask to make sure that like, I'm make sure that I'm just not too much for people. Yep. So that was, that has been coming up since the um, session as well. The aspect of too muchness, too muchness. Um, realizing that there's been a lot of these little aspects and pockets of my life where I've, um, I internalized the belief that the true being of Lauren and Lauren and all her Laurenness is too much for people to handle too much yeah. for herself to handle even. Um, yeah. So, but, it, but it's been interesting because I, feel that the shifts from the work really clicked after I did the full 21 days. Yeah. Let's talk about that because with RTT, people notice change in one of three ways. And sometimes it's a combination of the ways. So some people notice change immediately where they're like, holy shit, I don't know what just happened, but I feel completely different. Um, there's also, so that's immediate change. And then there's cumulative change where you feel like the changes are gradually coming on over time or they're clicking over time. And then sometimes there's what's called retrospective change where you don't, um, and I also call it rear view mirror change where you don't notice it right away, but then a couple weeks, a couple months, you know, sometime down the line, you look back in your rear view mirror and you're like, I'm not the same person that I used to be. So how has the change process unfolded for you? Probably more cumulative. Um, yes. Because I, it was actually a very, it was cumulative, but a very clear shift at about 20 days. Actually, I woke up one day and I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like myself again. Thank goodness. It's been a while. <laughs> like I felt like I just got out of the woods in this tough transition. Um, but like with the, um, the energy and kind of the new version of me that came through this transition. And yeah, it, it definitely hit me day 20, 21. Like when I woke up in the morning, it was just like, okay, I'm Lauren again. <laughs> this That's feels really amazing. good. That's amazing. I, 
Holly, I had really, I had lost myself for a little while. It was hard. I had just gotten out of a, um, a long-term relationship and then my work completely shifted and um, friend issues. Everything was up for a couple months. It was intense. And yeah. I'm so grateful that we did the RTT when we did it because I think it really t- turned things around for me. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And I've been in those, those, I was in a period like that earlier this year, actually, where like your whole world just kind of ripped out from under you. And you're like, I don't know what's next. And I don't know who I am anymore. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so that's so cool. So as part of the RTT process, you know, at the end, based on um, what you've told me you want for your life in the intake, and then also based on the very specific things that come up in session around your core root beliefs and emotions, I create what's called a transformation recording. And that's a 15 to 20 minute recording that you listen to for a minimum of 21 days. And I'm always very clear with people, you have to listen to this for 21 days, because this is neuroplasticity at work. And sometimes it takes a little while for your brain to kind of catch up with the changes and lock into them. So you're saying that it was like, really wasn't until day 2021 where you felt like that whoosh, like that lock in change. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's so awesome. But you're, you're feeling it now and you're feeling like you're out of the woods. It's so great. I'm in love with my life again. I'm in love with myself again. So I'm excited about my life. Yeah. Good. And that's where you need to be because you have so many gifts to bring to the world. So many big things that you came here to do. So that's how we need you feeling, Lauren. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate your help in getting here. Oh, I love it. I just, I love being able to, to assist what's, what's already within you because this was, this was already within you. And sometimes I call it, I, I describe it with a metaphor of like, we're just cleaning the glass. We're just, you know, non-toxic Windex. I'm not going to use Windex, but we'll use some branch basics window cleaner. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're just clearing the smudge off the window so you can remember who you are. Yeah, it was, that was definitely an experience of self remembering or at least getting in, in touch with that self. Like, um, I've always, I've always had a clear pathway to knowing who I am, but then there will come these, these periods or these moments in my life where I'm just like, but I don't know how to get there. And so I felt like you helped me create this bridge. Oh, that's awesome. Just, just so honored to facilitate that. Um, and Lauren, so, so you've had this big whoosh of change around day 2021. 20, um, but how else perhaps have you seen the changes manifest in your life, perhaps in how you're showing up or just noticing yourself thinking different thoughts or reacting in different ways? What, what things have you noticed? Um, I, I would say the primary is just the whole mood and attitude shift. Um, and also it feeling good. Like throughout this process, I've been taking the steps that I needed to do to get to the next phase of my work, overcome the imposter syndrome. But like now it's fun. Now it's not just scary. It's like, I'm like, oh, as I do the next thing on my, um, on my list or whatever. And I'm like, this feels good. This would have terrified the shit out of me before. But now this is really fun. That's that's awesome. And when you're not held back by the energy of being terrified or feeling like an imposter, life does get to be fun again. Yeah. There's a sense of exhilaration 
that's present now uh, that certainly wasn't before. That's so, that's so exciting. And I'm just so happy for you. And and Oh my gosh. And I got to say, because you're a number sequence person. Um, So my number sequence for the longest time was like one, two, three. And I would see that everywhere. And um, (laughs) recently, and like this started right before this transition period, but I started seeing two, three, four. And I was like, okay, we're up leveling. (laughs) Let's go for it. (laughs) And then I've been seeing that like every day um, since our, our work together, or at least since I felt the big shift from doing the recording. Oh my, so you went from one, two, three, and you got moved to two, three, four. Yeah. I was like, like, I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. Well, I think it means you're changing gears and it's like next level, next chapter, like, let's go. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I was sensing before this transition period in my life started. I felt like I was as high as I could get at the gear I was at and I needed to shift gears and, um, cause it was getting uncomfortable there. And I was like, I just need to shift into the next gear. And I just started praying, like, send the help that I need for this transition, send help my way. And I didn't know what form that help was going to take, but the RTT was definitely a piece. Oh my goodness. That's so cool. I love getting confirmation through the numbers. That's one of um, the biggest ways that the universe talks to me. And so I love hearing stories about numbers. It just delights me. Yeah. I knew you'd get it. Oh, I totally get it. And it's totally, you're moving to a new gear. That's what I'm sensing coming through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's amazing. What was, um, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this question or, or you'll be able to boil it down, but did you have a favorite part about this whole experience? Is there anything in particular that like really sticks with you? Um, some of the things that you said in the recording actually were a gift to my soul to Aww. hear somebody else recognize that within me. Um, so affirming. It was so affirming, Holly. Damn it, Lord. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. It's just, um, to me, that stuff is, is just plain as day about you. I'm like, this is just who she is. Of course, this is who she is. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm, I'm learning how to invite more and more people into my life who see me for that. Um, cause I've had a long history of not choosing to surround myself with those people. So that's changing. Mm, you and me both, girl. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I used to surround myself with people, I think, who reflected my own lack of self-worth. And it was like I had to work on my self-worth. And then when I started working on my self-worth, like the, I had an up-leveling of the people who were around me. So totally. And realizing for me um, that people tell me the things that they tell themselves. So if they're not affirming my potential or cheering me on, it's not about me. That's just the way they talk to themselves. That's the only, you know, self-talk that they know. And so it comes out at me, even though it's not about me. That is so true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So very true. And I'm just so glad to have been able to provide that for you and help you along in your gear shifting and up leveling. And I just have to say thank you so much for coming on and being so open and um, vulnerable with your story and, and just talking about this experience because it's RTT is very deep work. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I uh, am so happy to share this because I think that the one of the healing gifts I have to offer the world is my honesty. And like, I think if I get to take credit for any part of my work, like a lot of it comes through me, but I'll take credit for the courage to be honest about it. I will take credit for the courage to do it. Yes. And, and it is such a gift to, to be able to share honestly and openly, and that is healing in and of itself. So just really, really appreciative of you sharing everything that you've shared today. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, and I was so excited to chat with you about this. Oh, well, I know I've heard because I, I've checked, I check in with you along the way and I've heard some of the, the shifts that have come through. But to hear, uh, especially about the big click that you've had recently, it just, um, I always love hearing what's happening for people because sometimes it's expected change and sometimes it's, it's unexpected change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this just, um, I feel like I'm starting to fly. <laughs> oh, fly, Lauren, fly. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy for you. Um, so Lauren, because you're going to fly and, and you're taking <laughs> off and like your wings are growing and growing and growing, tell us where we can find you, where we can connect with you, what you're bringing into the world, um, anything that you want to share about what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, so I have my website, Empowered Sustenance, Empowered Sustenance, um, and that has a lot of grain-free recipes and holistic healing resources and support. Um, just a lot of resources there. I've been growing over seven years. And then my uh, new direction, like I mentioned, is the intuitive eating uh, coaching and body confidence coaching. So I have a program called Food Without Fear, where I'm helping women overcome food obsession and weight anxiety. And uh, registration is closed for this. I'm running a group right now, but it's going to reopen in February. So if people are interested in that, they can go sign up at Empowered Sustenance or they can go join my new Facebook group called the Body Confidence Support Group. You can just plug that into Facebook search bar. Um, and that is an amazing little community that we've started and it's filled with amazing women who are changing their relationship with their body. And I pop in there and do Q and a videos and offer a lot of resources in there as well. And Oh, the other piece, I've got a book coming out next year. I am like, no big almost, deal. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Super excited about this. Um, but yeah, I'm just at the manuscript delivery point. So that's really exciting. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to sharing this book with the world in just about a year. And it's going to be all on um, body confidence and getting to a place of feeling really free and powerful in our bodies and trusting ourselves around food. That's amazing. I cannot wait for, for that book to come out. It's, uh, we're going to have to do something real special for that. Oh yeah. I'm doing a book launch party here. If you want to come to Phoenix. <laughs> I think I want to come to Phoenix. Let me, okay. let, let's talk about that later. <laughs> let's do that. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Lauren, for just um, opening up and sharing and can't wait to see what happens next for you. Absolutely. We'll talk later, Holly. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Watch the F out world. Lauren Geertsen is coming for you and she has plans and she will not be stopped. Seriously, such a fun episode, such a fun conversation. You can go find Lauren over on Instagram at Lauren underscore Geertsen. I will link that up in the show notes too. Come hang out with me over on the Instagrams at 
Holly Fisher Higgins. If you want to know more about RTT, you can head over to mindspeakpodcast.com. That will land you on my website. And then from there, you can go to the work with me page. And I've got a page on there with info about RTT. So if you're interested in learning more, that's where you can find all of the details. That's it for this week's episode. I will see you next Tuesday. Isn't that like an insult or something when you say see you next Tuesday? See you next Tuesday, except on my show, it's not an insult. It's actually where I will see you. I will see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we are talking with Sylvia Hall, the founder of Lifted Probiotics. That's an amazing conversation. So stick around for that conversation. Oh, it's one of those days where my brain is like going to the worst places and I just need to stop talking. So I'm going to do that. But until next time, go believe in you. I do. I do.